All right. So we're back here once again on Commanders in the Chat, episode 58. We are back here on a victory edition of the Commanders in the Chat post game. What's going on, Rob? Like you said, it's a victory, victory Sunday. We're going to enjoy victory Monday tomorrow. Um, good win. We'll get into it. But uh, still, still a lot of questions, though. Yes, a lot of questions to be answered. Um, yeah, this is definitely – it was a win. It's an historic win for us, obviously. And we This has been like somewhat of, sort of, of an interesting year. Um, you know, going to Indianapolis a few weeks ago, winning for the first time in 28 years in Indianapolis, and now here winning our first game against the Texans in 16 years. So um, we have 16-year-old kids and now have finally witnessed a <laughs> – Washington Commanders win over the Houston Texans, so yeah. all is right with the world. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, obviously the Commanders won by a final score of twenty three to ten. So, Rob, what was your initial thoughts um, during this game, and then just you know during the game, and then um, through, yeah, pretty much the duration of the game? What was your initial thoughts throughout the game? Pretty much had the same thought, just. Taylor Heineke, don't screw it us, don't screw it up for us. I mean, not to look over an opponent, um, but this should have been an easy win. This should have been an easier win than what it was, to be if we're being honest. But really just hoping Taylor Heineke didn't screw it up. He almost screwed it up from the jump in the you know, I think first two plays of the game. Uh the pick that was dropped should have been a pick. I think um I don't know who it was. But that same player had a drop pick uh, later on in the game too. Um, but I'm I'm I'd much more rather Taylor Heineke get those throws out of his system early in the game than for him to try to do something at the end of the game and, and cost us like he did against the Vikings because we're one one interception away from possibly being what seven and four right now, um, and really talking about this team being not just in the hunt, but in that playoff race and, and being on the inside. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. I don't know. Kenneth, you take care, take care of business on Thursday. Uh, if y'all take care of business on Thursday, we got a little breathing room. Because yeah. when the Giants are, well, they six and four, they be six and five. Kenneth yep. do us a, a solid, then we might and, move up potentially. Yeah, and the, and the, Giants, the Giants, yeah. yeah, yeah, and the Giants got exposed today, for sure. The Giants got exposed. Um, do us so, a favor. Do us a favor, Kenneth. We, got, we won't be in last place if y'all take care. Of, um, throw look, us a little, little, throw us a bone. Look, I'm not saying I'm rooting for the Cowboys. I would never <laughs> do that. For sure. Um, but I am an opportunistic person, yep. and uh, if it comes with moving up a spot in the divisional rankings then you know what hey so be it um there is still a path because i like i like to mess around with the espn playoff predictor uh there's still a path for this team to get the number one seed in the nfc not saying it's going to happen i'm not going to bet money that's going to happen <laughs> but i'm just saying there's still a path um but no um i like the way the run game scott turner I like how he's taking the ball out of Taylor Heineke's hands. He's limiting the the quarterback exposure, basically. He's making the right – he's taking the right shots at the right time. And it's something that he struggled with the first part of the season, something that we ridiculed him weekly, on a weekly basis, yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to be something he's not. He's finally – I feel like he's finally learned 
what he is as an offensive coordinator, not just what he is as an offensive coordinator, but what he has at his disposal as far as talent goes. Yep. So he's realizing that and saying, okay, you know what? This is a winning formula. Let's let our defenses holding teams 14, 10 points. All we got to do is get in that 17 to 24 range, and, and we have good chances. Heineke can make the throws when he needs to make them, uh, usually they're limited and, and put him in the right spots. Yeah, and like you said, this is kind of one of those game plans where this is kind of what we was, you know, almost similar to kind of the Philly situation. Obviously, you know, we don't we don't look at the Texas as the caliber of the Philadelphia Eagles, but in a sense of not going, not deviating, not deviating from the task at hand. Where I look, you know, obviously in previous, we, you know, even back day back 2021, where we kept on thinking to ourselves, like, okay, well, with Taylor, like, is he going to be, is he going to play hero ball? Is he going to have to play catch up? Like, as far as what type of talent, talent Hanneke we're going to get week in and week out. Now, like you said, it's starting to get to a point where he's settling in and kind of knowing, hey, I just I need to just do what's best for the team. I I know you know I'll take some hot shots here and there, but nothing too crazy, nothing too extravagant. Like he's getting to that point where I think, like saying that, like you said to your point with Scott Turner, I think Scott Turner now knows his personnel more. Yeah. Where and now you look at just and I think the, the beautiful thing about him and now you're seeing how big of a difference Curtis Samuel is. Where you know I think he's such a key co- contributor now. When you just look at it from that standpoint of just like, hey, um, what he can do and kind of help like a Taylor Haneke where, you know, he can, you know, you kind of disguise him in a lot of coverages. You can't make him the running back. You can make him the wide receiver. So you can do a lot with him. This is one of those games where I think you will take it because obviously, you know, a 23, you know, 23-10 win is a win. And then even you just look at even how they played our, our NFC East counterparts. Where this probably by far was probably the the least close game out of the two out of the other matches they've had with Philly, and also with um with the Giants. Well, probably Philly, Philly, in a sense, probably um but more like the Giants of last week. But um yeah, you'll take it. And this one, I'm saying, you know, points that you know there was opportunities to punch the score in. It could have been easily, you know, I could have been thirty something scored thirty something plus points on this game. Yeah. It's a lot, but you'll take it. And this is kind of one of the things where even in a win, I think this team can learn and grow from it. So, um, but this is like, like we talked about it last week, where it's the best time in the year to get yourself together. Now, you know, now being at 65, we haven't been over 500 this late in the season since 2018. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting time. And it's like one of those where, you could definitely see, like you said, like as far as the path to the playoffs, it's realistic. And like you yeah. said, now, especially if you're in that, I think comfortably, if we're in that third um, third place in the NFC East, where it's almost like you're given to being in that situation, you're probably more likely to be like the sixth seed. And, you know, way things are going, you'll probably go to possibly, because what you got, Philly's number one, Minnesota's two, um, I guess it's it probably gonna be the a- NFC. I know the South is gonna be trash, so it gotta be the West. So probably either Seattle or maybe San Francisco, whoever comes out of that as a three-six matchup. So 
Yeah, I definitely, I'm definitely encouraged going forward with this team. I definitely think um, what what we've seen in these past few weeks, just the resolve of the team, and even with this, where you know the, the defense was a catalyst in this game. So it's one of those things where you can kind of see how this team is. And, it's the, and this is kind of the team that we've always envisioned this team was going to be. Now they actually put it all together. And it's, it's a great, it's, it's great. It's a point. I definitely didn't think we would, you know, they're actually living up to their potential. So, you know, but so uh, we got, so was okay. So how was the game one in your opinion? Limiting the chance for mistakes by Taylor Heineke. And and this isn't too just Taylor Heineke and say he's not a good quarterback. Obviously, you're one of 32 guys that have that job. 30 only 31 other people outside of Taylor Heineke have the job, has the job that he has. So this is no way saying that he's a bad quarterback, but he's just he's not the future. He's not that dude. He's not a game changer. He is a game manager. He is a game controller. And that's what he has done very well over the last and over the last all five games that he started. Um, he he's he's played very well. He's been a great game manager. It's just a Minnesota game. The part where he wasn't came at the worst possible time. Right. Um, run game was solid. I, I had the numbers up. We ran forty times total between Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson, Curtis Samuel. Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, and Taylor Heineke, 40 rushes for 153 yards. Not astronomical numbers, not eye-popping numbers, but numbers to get the job done. As a team, average 3.8 yards to carry, which, again, I, I don't know what the league average is off the top of my head. I believe the 3.8 is lower, probably not by much. Yeah. Um, but still, you're looking at an average of three, almost four, basically four yards per carry. You know, depending on where the refs start the ball, you're you're looking at a a third and two in most situations. If all you did was run an average nearly four, you're looking at a third and two. Um, converting four downs, the two that we had was big, and getting to the quarterback was huge. Huge. Getting to the quarterback and tackling. One stat that I have on here that I've never really heard anybody actually bring it up as a as a very important statistic but out of all the passes that davis mills threw today five of them resulted in negative yards for 42 yards that's almost half the field we push them back throughout the game a total of nearly half the field and you do that to any team you're you're putting yourself in a good position you do that you look at what our numbers and that stat zero for zero did not make taylor didn't make any negative yardage throws Davis Mills again had four five for 42 yards. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like you said, I think one of the, obviously, I think how, how this game was won essentially was uh, the, the defense. I think, obviously, we talked about e- even last week where we knew, like, coming into the game, like Davis Mills was sacked 23 times going into this game. And we knew that was going to be kind of the key, um, you know, a key, um, a key, key. For them to win this game, so um, looking at that, and then I think that the the obviously I think the play that really that that pretty much essentially um, started this game was a Kendall Kendall Fuller interception return. 
I think that definitely was kind of one of those things, and I think it got kind of got at least got the defense going. And you just seeing, you know, what they did, you know, and that's the kind of the beautiful thing about like how the defense now they are coming to their own. You're seeing now, you know, like uh, Forrest, he's doing his thing. He had an interception in this game as well, and uh, you know, so and that's one thing too. We're really limiting the we're limiting the big plays. So that's one thing too, where that's such a key. And I just think essentially that then coupled with the fact that Washington was smart with the football. They didn't turn the ball over at all. So Taylor had to keep made the throws when need be. Um, you know, the offense moved moved the ball down to the field because you know I mean, we had several opportunities in the red zone, but we just never, you know, never could take advantage as far as scoring a touchdown. But that just kind of shows you that this this football team can move the ball. They can move the ball. And it's just more so, hey, just clean up the execution in the second and um in the red zone, then you'll be fine. So I look at those kind of were the kind of the, how this game was won. But I definitely think the defense really um essentially carried this game because obviously the simple fact of you know Montez Sweat getting two sacks, Jonathan Allen getting two, was it no Jonathan Allen got two sacks and then Cameron Payne um that Cameron, God, Deron Payne. I don't know why I get Cameron and Deron. <laughs> like, I don't understand how how I how I mix that up. I just don't for the life of me. But um Deron Payne um had had a sack as well. But yeah, that's I think those kind of the things that kind of um that you know pretty much sealed this victory. But um, but most definitely. So gotta give out grades, Rob. Yeah, I'm gonna start with the defense. Mm-hmm. I think as a whole, I give them a B plus. Okay, I didn't like what they did in the second half, and I understand why they did. Yeah, you, you have the twenty nothing lead. You want to play not necessarily conservative, but safe. You don't want to play press coverage. You know, really rush a, a blitz, a five six man blitz, and and risk a slant going to the house. So I understand why. But I just didn't like how open their receivers were. Yeah. Like it was a little too soft. Um, the Texans converted all four of their fourth down attempts. Um, I just that's the only thing I didn't like. Outside of that, defense was freaking amazing. Jonathan Allen, five sacks total between the entire defense. Um, you know, Jonathan Allen had two, Deron Payne had two. Uh, oh no, John Payne had one, Jonathan yeah, Allen two, yeah. Montez Sweat had two. two yeah, like th- this team, they, they got after it, and that's not including the quarterback rushes, the hits, the um, they're just getting in his face, making him feel uncomfortable. Defense played amazing, solid B plus again. Fourth quarter, I didn't like that they played such a soft coverage, but again, I understand why they did that. Offense, um, I'll give them. An A minus. I think in to- in totality, Taylor Heineke again played, did what he was supposed to do, played well. He didn't play great. He didn't play outstanding. He didn't play bad. Um, where's his number? That 15 of 27, 191 yards, no sacks, which is huge. Even better, no interceptions, no touchdowns, no offensive touchdowns this game. Um, passing wise, you had the one run by Curtis Samuel and obviously the pick six by Kendall Fuller. But again, he he did what he was asked to do. He did what he needed to do. He made the big he made big throws when he needed to. Um, There's a throw to Terry McLaurin on on the far sideline where he stood in the pocket 
and took a hit. Took a hit from his blind side, got the ball. I believe it was Terry McLaurin. It might have been Logan Thomas on the far sideline. It looked from when I was watching it, it looked like it was going to be a strip sack uh, with how close it, it looked in real time. Um, one game, again, I touched on it earlier, of the 40 touches, Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson had 32 of them yeah. for about 129 yards, almost 130 yards big. Um, just the beginning of the game, so that first drive, the first couple drives, and then kind of in the middle after um, after halftime in the third quarter, kind of just sputtered out, weren't really getting getting anything going. So I give them a solid. I think I said A minus. Yeah, and the offense, I'm gonna give them, I'm gonna give them a B minus. I think the fact, like you said, he did what he was supposed to do, and like, and he's gonna he's gonna be the Trent Dilfer. And it's gonna be fine. I can I can live with a Trent Dilfer type of performance, especially yeah. coming into you know now late November, early December, and you know January as well. So um, I can take that. Um, we did have a lot of points that was left on the field, which a at this point, I think it's gonna be every game that you're gonna leave points off the field. But to me, especially with this offense, I think that's I think any time that this team is actually essentially in the red zone and they, and they kick a field goal. I That's going to happen probably yeah. a million times, you know, nine, nine times, well, 10 times out of 10 times, pretty much. But I'll give them credit. They were smart with it. They was methodical offensively. So I'm going to give them a B uh, minus. Defense, I'm going to give them an A. Obviously, fortunately, two turnovers. Um, then, like you said, we talked about the play of, um, you know, Jonathan Allen, uh, Montez Sweat. And he, you know, did his thing, and just this whole defense getting the pressure on to Davis Mills, where he really didn't have, you know, that you know opportunity to really do a lot of things, especially in that first half. And I, like you said, I wanted to the second half because, you know, it's like you can play a little bit soft because obviously, you know, you just you're just trying to just bring it home. You know, you're just trying to just reel it in and try to just get out of here with a victory, and you know, don't you know, don't you know, pretty much, um, you know. But I definitely think. They um they did a great job defensively on this um on this, in this game and then offense B B minus and you know and that's always room for improvement with that one but hey we'll just take it for what it is it's a win is a win I'll take it yeah. these type of performances I'll take it. if we can if we can go out here you know and actually win by thirteen points the way we played I take this every I take this every week yeah and it, it's. At some point, this offense. Well, let me learn how to talk. At some point, this <laughs> offense is going to have to click on on a level that they have not clicked at all this season. Yep. They kind of did the first couple of games. Uh, Jacksonville's a bad team. They did in the second half against another. Let's be honest, a bad team in in Detroit. Yep. Um, but this offense has to get something going. No more slow starts because you you still have. A not a decent challenge coming up in the remaining of the schedule. We got Falcons coming up, who, albeit they they played the Bears, that was a pretty high scoring game by their standards. Then you have the Giants, who are like I said earlier, got exposed, but I mean they still have Saquon Barkley, still a a, a threat. 
go on a bye week, and then you have the Giants again. So you have two weeks to prepare for the Giants. No matter what happens that first game, you got two entire weeks to prepare for the Giants again. Make adjustments if you need to make adjustments or anticipate their adjustments if we do get the, the win in the first game. Then you have uh, Cleveland after that, who's not really a playoff team, but they're, they're, they're getting Deshaun Watson back. Yep. I don't think that's as big as people are going to make it or as people are making it out to be. Dude hasn't played in two years. He hasn't been with the team since, like, OTAs. He's yeah. Sure, he has the playbook, but, you know, we'll, we – Experts always talk about it. Us, we always talk about it. Chemistry within the team is important. Terry McLaurin, even they did a, a piece on him this morning on Fox, on the Fox pregame show. He made he mentioned the fact that he has more reps with Taylor Heineke than any other quarterback throughout his four years, and he said that's why he feels like they have such a good connection. Chemistry is a real thing in the NFL between quarterbacks and receivers and pass catchers. Deshaun Watson does not have that with that Browns team. So yes. He's a skilled player, but still, at the end of the day, if you don't have that timing down, because you looked at throws when Terry is running a 10, 15 yard out, Taylor Heineke's throwing the ball before he comes out of his break, and that's huge. People always talking about that with quarterbacks throwing your receivers open. You're throwing up, you're anticipating where he's going to be because you guys have that chemistry. You understand him; he understands you. Deshaun Watson is not going to have that. After that, we go to San Francisco. Play them on Christmas Eve. Jimmy G is the best quarterback when he doesn't throw touchdowns. You know, is he has like a ten and two record when he doesn't throw a touchdown. You know, he's going to rely on Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. Again, go up against you got Montez Sweat going up against uh, Trent Williams, which that doesn't matter to him because he wasn't around when Trent Williams was a part of the team. Yeah, but we 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 were. So that's personal for me. Yeah, and sure. then you close out with Dallas. You look at the schedule, there is a possibility, I'm not saying we're going to, but there is a possibility we finish the season 11 and whatever, six, 11 and six. Yeah. And you know what's funny about all this? It is, and this is where, once again, we're back at square, you know, back at square one again, where we were almost in this predicament this time last year where we were right at 500, and that's when we started playing all our NFC uh, NFC East opponents. And yeah. this is this is going to be the perfect time to see what this team is made of. Like, you know, especially if you look at just down the line, like there's a lot of there's there, we have we're going to be playing meaningful football. The, you know, the final six weeks of this season. Yeah, and that's the thing, thing where each matchup is going to have its. It's you know somewhat implications because even Atlanta, I think Atlanta's another team where if them in, in Tampa Bay are in in essence kind of tied in the sense as far as when it comes to um, the NFC South, and then they could be a team that could potentially make the wild card if they don't win the division. And then obviously you know the Giants, and that's one one of the things where if we can still you know split half and half. Then maybe we can get that be that third seed. I'm mean, at that third spot in the NFC East, yeah. thus pretty much put putting us in because I, I definitely think there'll be three teams that'll make it. That fourth is going to be a stretch, and then you know um, San Francisco, which I think that's going to be an interesting game. That's going you know um, we're a lot alike. 
you know, uh, personnel-wise. So I think that's another one, too, where that's intriguing. And then Dallas, you know, rounded out. And that's definitely I, – I, at first I was thinking, well, maybe this won't be the Sunday Night Flex, but I don't know. It could potentially be a Sunday Night Flex. I mean, the way things are going, it's, it has it has its shot. So yeah. I don't want to necessarily want to – bury that in, in in you know as far as that type of uh thought process because it could happen we could be sitting here seven weeks from tonight and it could be a a sunday night <laughs> i want to say um it might be it might be for the playoffs like winners in the playoffs probably how things are going i don't yeah. necessarily think it's gonna be for the division but this might be could potentially be a matchup between the two final uh wild card teams potentially yeah it's a lot can happen in, in seven weeks, but I would not be surprised seven weeks from today on January the eighth that we'll be, you know, that it'll be that that's the case where we, you know, we'll be a, a Sunday night football game. I mean, a Sunday night flex. Yeah. But so yeah. in the in the playoff machine that I was messing around with earlier, you can yeah go in and do your own. Obviously, you can pick who wins oh, yeah, the games. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna also. Yeah. You can also do it by win percentage, home team. So whatever teams have the best, better winning percentage at that time, they'll mark them as a win. Every home team wins, every away team wins, and offensive and defensive rank wins. Mm. So if you do off a defensive rank, going up against the rest of the teams, this has us finishing 11-6. and six. The only team we lose to is San Francisco. Ooh. That's a, a slightly better defense than we do. Yikes. So it's, our defense is going to be key in the in these last <laughs> however many games, last six games that we have. Yeah. We will go as far as our defense will take us again, just like it was in 2020. We will go yeah. as far as our defense takes us. And that'll put us in a matchup with the Vikings, which I want that match. I would want that <laughs> matchup again. I want that. I, yes, because I, I know we'll get them. Yeah. I, Taylor Honeyhee's not not making the same mistake twice. Exactly. I want that matchup. I want that matchup so bad too, because like it's time to get back. It's it's a get it's a get back game. And yeah, and who then that mean we then we going back then we might go to Link, the uh, divisional 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 round and we could yeah. A possibility. Yeah, we're going to Link. Yeah, because we if we the lowest seed, because if we well, stay that seven seed, we wouldn't be. If it plays out oh, how okay. this has the defensive oh, rank, yeah. uh-huh. it has us as a five seed. Ooh. And then and Minnesota then being a fourth. Minnesota being the fourth, Dallas oh, a six wow. seed, and Tampa being the three seed. Ooh. Again, this also has Dallas losing to the Colts, to <laughs> um, who else? Did, no, not that. To the Eagles. <laughs> um, Possibly. Losing. Yeah, it's just those two games. Yeah, because yeah, because because we would beat them because what well, we eleven to six. Yeah. yeah, God, that would be something we gonna roll us like that over them. I put them at the six seed against Tampa Bay, and then the Rams against the the Niners, which I would take Dallas over Tampa in that matchup. So that means they, they got the Rams. They got the Rams going to the soup. I mean, the playoffs. This is, this is off of defensive ranks. Apparently, their defense is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, ooh. Or at I least compared who, to the games that they have remaining. Because oh gosh, because I forgot who their quarterback is now. Because now Stafford and been in been in the protocol t- protocol twice in yeah. what two weeks. He's done. 
Like I'll, you know, I I don't think he's gonna be back for a significant amount of time. I can't see him being in protocols for like three times this season. So I think it's a wrap. But yeah, yeah. But that would be something if they come if if if, if they mess around and have a three and seventeen make the playoffs. It's a ride of these streets. <laughs> But yeah, I forgot who is their quarterback. I forgot who their backup quarterback. Because yeah, um, no, I think it's because I know Chef Chef to put out who was their quarterback. Uh, I yeah, I was like, man, that is so wild. Like I forget. oh John Wolford. Yeah, John. Yeah, matter of fact, because John Wolford was the one. Did he? He beat. Arizona one year. I think he well, he was the one because remember when the Rams, yeah, because remember when the Rams beat the Seahawks in in like divisional like in in the wild card one year because remember Jared Goff got hurt. This might have been like Jared Goff last year, and, and with the Rams, and I think he won a playoff game against Seattle. I want to say maybe that was like maybe 2019 or like 2020. Cause I remember when Seattle, when Seattle won the division that year, and they lost, the Rams beat them. I think if my memory serves correct, I think he beat. I think he he beat Seattle one year. Cause I remember that. Cause that was the year they went to Green Bay and lost. And I'm thinking that's the year that Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl. No, yeah, because yeah, cause if it was if it was Jared Goff's last year. Because Stafford got traded that following year, because that's yeah. the year that Tampa Bay won. So I think that was in 2020. But yeah, I want to think that, or, or did he? Because I remember they were contemplating. No, I think Jared Goff was in the game and got hurt in that game. I think John, the, the dude finished it off. But yeah, that's crazy. But but yeah, so. We're getting, we're getting our game balls for the first time in, in a minute. All right, we are, we are. Yeah, so who 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 getting this who getting a game ball for us this week? Who you got? I'll give it to to Jonathan Allen. Okay. Dude, dude was a record. He he got No, no, no. You know what? Drum Payne. Cuz Drum Payne was involved a lot more in in yeah. the quarterback's area than than Jonathan. He Allen got one more sack, but it felt like Deron Payne was in Mills' face almost every play. So our defensive game ball goes to Deron Payne. Um, offensive game ball, I, I'll actually I'll give it to Taylor Heineke. He played okay. well, 191 yards passing, and he didn't screw it up. He didn't lose the game for us, which is at this point all we can ask of him. Yeah, for sure. And I think my um I think mine is going to go to uh, going to be Montez Sweat. I think um, that's another one where I'm just I'm always just in, just impressed of you know of what he's doing this year. Like as far as just simple back of you know just bouncing back and coming back from last year and you know and and, and performing and doing his thing. You know, ever since pretty much pretty much since that Tennessee game, he's just been like lights out. Like every week, he's just he's just he's getting it. Yeah. Um, offensively, probably gonna I'm gonna give it to Curtis Samuel. Obviously, him I'm having that our loan. Um, 
um, offensive touchdown as well. But honorable mention got to be Kendall Fuller. I think Kendall Fuller, especially you know, we Kendall Kendall deserves it because Kendall is always the one that's he's he gets he gets a lot of flag. Yeah, and sometimes and the bulk of the time is is rightfully so. But for him to make a play like that, which we thought you know we was gonna get that kind of ability again when we you know <laughs> when he can when he had his second act here in Washington, so. You make um, the but yeah, so yeah, he does make the holidays happen. It was a nice, yeah. it was a nice, nice little early Thanksgiving present from Kendall Fuller. Sure. Um, yeah. almost had a second one too. Yes, almost had a second one at one point. Um, it was gonna get there in time. I seen but, that. I was like, oh, he was right there. I was like, man, if he was a few yards, a little deep, I'm like, yo, you'd have got that. Oh yeah. But these last six weeks are going to be very. I'm just yeah. again. I'm just glad we're playing meaningful football. Yeah, and we're an above 500 team. We're we're not yeah. not not like in 2020 where we're fighting to finish seven and nine to win the division. We're sitting at six and five. You know, yep. again, could possibly we're half a game. Actually, less than half a game now. Uh, we were this morning. We were half a game out from that seventh wild card spot. Yep. Um, so it's important that the game tomorrow night is going to be big. Uh, shout out Colt McCoy, do a little Monday Yo. night magic as he once did for us against the Cowboys. Yeah. Colt McCoy, just, just do it one time for us. Um, if Niners yeah. drop tomorrow night's game, that puts us at the, in the seventh seed and at that point control our own destiny, which is all, yeah. all you can ask for heading into December. Yeah. So you just control your own destiny, win out. When in you're in, basically. Yeah, and that's and like you said, this is where this is this is it. This is where you want to be. I mean, considering the fact that, that we were sitting here weeks ago at one and four, and now we're yeah. sitting here, you know, and now it's, you know above five hundred. And I always say the best thing about like this time of year, and obviously you know Thanksgiving is Thursday when you know the Cowboys play. They always had a graphic of the standings. If you see your name and one through seven, or you see yourself in the hunt, that's where you want to be. Yeah. That's where you want to be. You want to be on that graphic at Thanksgiving. You want to be at that in, the, in that graphic. So for us to be there at six and five, it's 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 great. It's um it's it's just it's a great accomplishment. It's in fact where we started from, yeah. and you know, and the good thing about the team just has a resolve. Like, and I think that's a good thing about even. Even after like the one and four start, after those, after having it's crazy about what this team once they, if they have a heartbreaking loss, they could come back and perform. The Minnesota game was a perfect example of that. Um, you know, you think about the, the Tennessee game, you know, you, you lost in a heartbreaking fashion there, and you came back on a Thursday night and beat Chicago. So you just look at those type of games where it's just like you, you know, you love that this team is, you know. Even in the face of adversity, they they rise back to the occasion the following week and what have you. But now putting two um, and having two consecutive road games, I think that's really impressive. Um, what we've seen thus far from this team. But good thing about being on the road two weeks in a row, you we're going back to the crib. We're going back to FedEx, and a hopefully it's going to be probably a ruckus crowd um, yeah. next Sunday. Um, up next is the Atlanta Falcons. 
Um, just your brief thoughts on um, this matchup coming up next next for um, next Sunday. Obviously, it's going to be huge. Um, yeah. Are they a good team? Not really. The whole division isn't really that good. Um, they played they they played the Bears today. Uh, they did win 27-24, kind of a high-scoring game. Um, but it wasn't really – Bears aren't that great. They lost to us, you know, and we only put up like 12 points on them. <laughs> so do with it what you want. They're sitting at five and six, going back home. Um, the only thing that scares me, Marcus Mariota being such a mobile quarterback. Yeah. Um, Davis Mills kind of he, he broke off a couple decent runs, uh, one on fourth down and then one for the touchdown, a four yard run for the touchdown for their score. But it's a chance to get to seven to five, um, improve our odds to you know keep pushing for the, one of those last three playoff spots, one of those wild card spots. Uh, so just go home, take care of business, and don't overlook this team. Just do what you got to do. Stick to the game plan, Scott Turner. Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, their game plan has worked for like for the last five weeks, including the Minnesota games. Just had that one screw up by Taylor Heineke, but the game plan has worked. Just stick to it. Don't don't try to fix something that's not broken. Just get the job done. Move on to seven and five. Yeah, and that's the thing. Where um, yeah. It's going to be definitely an interesting game, to say the least. Obviously, like you said, Mar- Marcus Mariota being the um, – being, you know, and a quarterback that can loot out the pocket. It's going to be definitely be interesting. Uh, Kadero Patterson, I think he's – you know, Kadero Patterson. Um, he's going to be – give us fits, because obviously, like how, how it was last um, last year, where, you know, he was pretty much – he carried that team um, in that matchup. So – I look at that and, you know, this is a very important game. Like you said, this is where, you know, this could be a game that you, this is a game that you got to take advantage of because this could be a matchup down the line, you know, when it comes to playoff positioning that, you know, this could be a, a team that could potentially get, be in your way. And, and like I said, we want to talk about controlling our destiny. A win over Atlanta definitely adds another step to that. And so, you know, you like you said, you wanna, you know, take care of business at home, get yourself, you know, get yourself to 75, and then you just head to the Meadowlands and you know, you start off December right. You know, this is you know, why not cap off a great month that you've already had, you know, and and take care of business against this uh the Falcons team and and uh just go out there 75 and be in prime position. Um, for the final month of the uh, of the regular season, yeah. for the final full month of the regular season, that's all you can do, that's all you can ask for, that's all you can, and definitely looking forward to that as well. But yeah, so we'll put a boat on episode fifty eight. Commanders in the chat, uh, social media. Where can they find you? Y'all already know you can find me FNC Pod on Twitter, Football and Show Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, check us out tomorrow night, Overreaction Monday. Um, don't have a time yet. We'll get the time finalized in the uh, in the chat, but definitely gonna do that tomorrow night. Um, are we doing we doing something next week? Yes, I don't know when. I just know with or without our guests okay. is on. 
but I, I reached out today and we'll we're gonna we we'll, we're gonna work that out. There you go. Yeah, we'll we'll do something on on on, uh, on, on TDE Eve. TGE. <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna be live or not, but we'll 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 let them know. Yeah, no. So uh <laughs> so uh follow the podcast, uh pretty much Facebook, Twitter. Yes, Twitter's still around, guys. Uh Commanders ITC for now, but um Commanders ITC. And then also my other podcast, uh Couch Coach Live, uh Facebook, Twitter, Instagram on the Couch Coach Live. That's we do a live show this Wednesday, eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and yeah, man, and definitely a huge shout out to our guys Kenneth and then our guy and our guy Jordan for um, chiming in and being a part of the chat tonight on on uh, Commanders in the Chat. So this wraps up episode fifty eight. We'll catch you guys next week. This has been this week's Commanders in the Chat, and we out. <laughs>